vodka martini. Chicken or stir? Do I look like I give a damn? We live in the era of the fan. Now more than ever, our voices are heard, and we have a lot to say. With decades of continuity across all of our favorite fictional universes, this podcast is here to take you through what is, what isn't, what could have been, and what is simply canon fodder. Fodder. My name is Ed. I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. And we have a special guest with us today. Uh, so this is Max with 3BR Distillery. I'm just here for the start. You know, we have the drink, right, of of uh, the podcast, which this time around, James Bond, we have a dirty martini, shaken, not stirred, with olives rather than pickles, which is our usual thing. But it, aren't the martinis supposed to be stirred? Isn't that like the whole the whole joke with the Bond thing. Yeah, absolutely, because in the books, he always says stirred, not shaken, but in the movies, it's shaken, not stirred. Yeah, so so the, the, whole, the whole science behind that is usually you do want to stir your martinis. We, we don't do that here, but usually you stir your martinis because the slow, the slow chilling of the, of the alcohol will release less, um, less harsh uh, like tastes and, and things like that. Our our vodka, we tried it both ways. It honestly tasted better shaken, and we uh, we just go with it. Max, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a meme. You just said we don't do that here. I'm gonna make a meme with the the Black Panther. <laughs> we don't do that here. I'm gonna put your face on it. Said martinis shaken, not stirred. Oh, we don't do that here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't stir our martinis here. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, that and doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so part of the reason we're recording this here today is so first off, it's a Sunday. And the three of us spend every Sunday here at 3BR in Keyport, New Jersey. It's on Main Street. It's an amazing place to come. Hashtag Soviet Sunday. Soviet Sunday. Tell your friends. But not only is it a Soviet-themed bar, they make martinis. Hence, it's the perfect drink of the podcast. They traditionally make their martinis with pickles. However, they have made a special martini for us today with olives. And this is going to be our first time trying it. So let's. Oh, uh, did I, I? Sorry, I ruined that. Yeah, I just Matt. Tried it. Uh, well, Matt also did not dress up and as we did. Matt, Matt I is dressed up as a henchman. Today. I'm an off-brand. <laughs> Matt is the villain. Okay? He drinks too early, and here we go. Yeah. All listen, right. So guys, let's uh, cheers guy. to three br. Cheers. Nostarovia. Nostarovia. Now we're talking. Oh, that's mm. great. So I've been pounding the pickle yeah. martinis as we've been getting ready to go. Oh, they, they, there's a real difference here. Yeah, it's, it's a very really significant great. difference in the olive martini oh, versus sure. the pickle martini, Same. and it is phenomenal. So, Max, what else do you want to say about 3BR? It's like, yeah. well, like, what is it that you guys do? Like, you're not only oh, the drink whatever. of the podcast, you are like, you are, you are inspiring this podcast. So, please tell Absolutely. us what, what you do. Yeah, so we are a Soviet prohibition themed distillery. Uh, 
based around my grandfather and what he was doing during that time period, he's doing some weird stuff. So Soviet prohibition, real thing, happened in the 80s. Government started rationing bottles of vodka because people had a real drinking problem. And people had to get really creative. And uh, so they, they uh, decided, well, my grandfather decided to make vodka out of peas because nothing else was available. Uh, so we have the vodka that's in this martini that everyone's enjoying today is the world's only vodka made 100% out of peas. Uh, and really, that's a start to what we are here at 3BR. We just in general love to do weird things. We have this. We have a hopped agave distillate. We have... Um, a Soviet rum quotation marks with prune juice and sugar cane and a maple spirit. We have weird things. And uh, even when we decided to make a whiskey, we made a weird whiskey, <laughs> you know, like that. That's a really whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey. Whiskey. So we are um, a cool spot, really a 50 foot long concrete spray painted bar with uh, Berlin wall type of art. And, uh, and, I, you know, the guys here love to hang out here for a reason. So I, I was, I was going to say, so what you're saying is there's a reason that we come here every Absolutely. single Sunday for at least a couple of hours. It's not because we have a drinking problem. Yeah. It's just because we like no, to be here. No, no. We could not, drink anywhere. Yeah, of course. And but listen, we, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that 3BR has become a part of the Review Podcast Network family in another way because there is another episode of the Mix Podcast on the Review Podcast Network where I sat down with Max and Alex um, to just talk all things 3BR, the history, the story, what you guys are up to, what's new. The episode is out on all platforms right now. You should go check it out. It was a lot of fun, and we're sitting in that same corner yep. where we record. Now, this is going to be the podcast corner. We're still having more podcasts yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I and, think this is yeah. the perfect place for it, and, and not just for a James Bond episode, but um, just the perfect place to hang out, have a couple drinks, and, and have a good time. Yeah. And plot the overthrow of the Soviet Union, obviously. Exactly. Well, yeah. You know. and, 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 when, yeah, and when you come here... You can uh, see another part, the only physical part of the Review Podcast Network, and that is our free Blockbuster box. Correct. At NJ Free Blockbuster on Instagram. Uh, you can come here and you can rent a movie or leave a movie. What's pretty cool is that we're, we're only a couple weeks old, but we're at the point now where people are just putting in movies that we didn't put in. You know, we Absolutely. put all the original movies yeah. in. Now this movie's just some free popcorn if you want it. And then on top of all that, a lot of the movies in the box are from uh, different episodes of Cannon Fodder that we talked about. Yeah, Earlier absolutely. today, we placed um, DVDs of Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace in the box. So, Weren't they Blockbuster so look, DVDs, too? Like, they, did they have they, the they Blockbuster were, sticker yeah, yeah, on them? Well, yeah. well, they have the free Blockbuster. So we, we have branded. You can buy these through the organization that runs free Blockbuster. You can have um, these, like... Like, take a movie, leave a movie, like, stickers. So we have them on there. But, yes, come here to 3BR, have a martini, take a movie and a popcorn to go. You'll all be part of um, of the Review Podcast Network. And then and I have to also, say, yeah. I have to say that, uh, especially on a day like today, the weather, the way that it is, yeah. coming in, having a couple drinks here at 3BR, leaving, taking a bag of popcorn and a movie to go home. I mean, I couldn't think of a better afternoon. Yeah, and we have some Soviet movies in there. We have, like, Red Heat and uh, we have some other ones. And then, of course... What does everybody yeah. else do on a Sunday? Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what are you <laughs> supposed to do? On, Just like, watch football? <laughs> like, come on. You got to do more. And and then I, I do want to segue now into the Bond series. Part of the reason why we are filming here is that the Bond series is known for exotic locations. Of course. And if you come to 3BR, it's a very exotic location, especially for Keyport. Mm -hmm. The the decor as... as uh, was mentioned earlier you have like this um 
Berlin Wall style bar, but they have like um, Pepsi machines, beautiful rugs. It's just it's just a great place. So so we are but also on very location, rustic. just it like it feels fun. very yeah. gritty. It feels very yeah. like speakeasy and and getting a chance to have the very large windows and being able to take a tour of the distillery as well, which uh, is offered on Sundays, is absolutely amazing. Dude, I told you, the first time I came here, sitting at some of these tables, especially the ones in like the back here with the, the, the dim lighting, right? I feel like this is where people went to like plot dissident activities <laughs> to like overthrow the Soviet Union like that's what I feel like sitting in these back corners like sitting at the bar is a whole more. different vibe yeah. sitting at these little tables with the small little lights like I feel like we should be talking politics and like yeah. dissension <laughs> that's right so there how do we, we overthrow the government the drink of the podcast 3BR yeah and uh, the one last thing to mention about the drink of the podcast uh, so small uh, distillery just started this is actually batch 007, 007. Yes. So, get the fuck out. Is it really? Batch yeah. 007. Wow. Special awesome. for the podcast. So Martini our drink is, is made. Yeah. So is our this, drink is this the, the Mendel or the, the Mendel? The Mendel. Yeah. 007 yep. of the Mendel. And then when we get into the, um, the, when we get into the fodder here. So this is the Canon Martini with olives. When we Correct. get to the fodder a little bit later in the episode, we're going to have their martini, which has pickles in it. Right. So, That's so, the, so the stay Cornishan tuned for that. Mar- martini. There you go. Cornishan. Cornishan. Sure. Cornishan. Sure. So <laughs> here we me. go, guys. Let's start off the podcast. So thank you. Thank you so much, Max, for being here. Thank you. All right. So you can stop stepping on my fucking cable, man. <laughs> As you can see, we're more like sportscasters today. We're holding here. It's yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're live on site. Well, I, I was going to say before before we just really get started, just a shout out to, to Christian and a shared universe for coming Absolutely. on site and making us look and sound good. It is um, always my usual. pleasure, gentlemen. Come he's on. off camera, <laughs> off mic, but he's here in our yeah. hearts. Guys. I, I was going to say That's off right. camera, but on in our hearts yes. and, uh, and minds. Right. So here we go. Yeah. So come, today, come back and drop in anytime. <laughs> Today, we are discussing Daniel Craig's Bond. This is the first of three episodes about the extensive 50-year Bond series. Yeah, which I think is important to mention because Bond is more of a legacy than it is just a a movie universe, right? Like, this is so... It, it has lasted decades. It has it has spanned generations. It right. is something where multiple Matt is people laughing at the research. It's the first time seeing any of this. He's laughing at no, it. No, I'm not laughing at the research. I'm laughing at the fact that Ed was very clearly reading off of his script, and you got about one line into the script before Anthony cut in to start talking. Absolutely, about something completely come on. Different. I am. Uh, <laughs> this is typically uh, typical of the way that we do things on the review podcast. Ed has like a whole paragraph prepared on the intro here, and Anthony just like a fucking freight train is like nope <laughs> <laughs> no listen I, I think it's I think it's really important to mention that it is something that is multi-generational um, I think it's something that uh, parents have enjoyed with their children uh, over many many generations of of uh, of families and I think it's it's you know it, it's it's a, a this cool is why Ed had start. prepared remarks here we go so our <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are distracting me and yeah. I was actually so our roll, future two episodes it. will discuss the Connery, Lazenby, Moore era, which we will put forward as a theory, as though that's one James Bond, and then we'll put forward uh, in episode, um, or in what would be episode two, concerning this is episode three, that Dalton, James Bond Jr., and Pierce Brosnan are all another era. And right. the we'll have to release in reverse order. Right, right. We're doing a little bit of a George Lucas here, and what, and the reason why we're talking about Daniel Craig today is because the Craig era brought a continuity and a proper ending that previous series didn't have. So 
First it certainly off, brought a yeah. variety that the previous. Well, 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 also, oh, here we go. Have. Oh, here we go. Fucking He's not Anthony. a fan. Oh, Anthony God. hate Reno over but we, here. Here we go. Yeah, but what we can talk about Matt is. Magnifico, I do zero research and just make comments. First <laughs> off, uh, there's going to be spoilers for all of the Craig movies. And just, we're going to reference several Bond movies. So if Absolutely. you've never seen James Bond, everything's going to be spoiled. But we're yeah. going to do. Um, we're going to talk about spoilers primarily for came out the main five Daniel Craig <laughs> movies, which neither one of these gentlemen have seen No Time to Die, so I'm going to perform it for it them. It costs $30 to rent on Amazon Prime. Suck a dick, Amazon Prime. <laughs> for those of you at home, we've known about this episode for months, and there's no excuse for this behavior. And Moving on. Uh, saying the- that it's not <laughs> worth $30 to see that movie. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, a bold statement. It's a bold statement for somebody to not have seen a movie and then criticize it now uh beyond just a wife and daughter spoiler for no time to die spoiler the version of bond that daniel craig embodies has a closer relationship with many people across the board james bond's continuity and also his relationship with people has been kind of transitory throughout the series right and the reason why we're doing daniel craig first is that this is canon this is all about relationships you know judy dench's m is a surrogate mother figure um, he still has that flirty relationship with Money Penny, but there's also a camaraderie. She was she herself was a spy. Like they have a closer relationship Wait, than Money Penny ever had. Doesn't he bang her in Skyfall? I thought he. he or is, that, is it implied? He doesn't. doesn't. No, no, okay. he doesn't. It's all. He never. He never bangs Money Penny in right. any movie. But they come close in Skyfall. No, no, yeah, yeah right. The whole thing is they they keep. But that's what's great about I think this whole series is that they keep a lot of the James Bond tropes. And they, they're, it's almost like the perfect walking the line of like I know the two of you are, are very much like this, like like people who have who have problems with being woke in a movie series. I think this series does a really good job of like walking that line where like it responds to a lot of those problems as right. a character, while also like it feels keeping natural him, keeping him close. Like yeah, like he and Money Penny flirt all the time. But he doesn't cheat on his wife with right. Money Penny. It feels also she's a valued member of the team. Right. It, it's like they can be flirtatious, and also she's a professional who he trusts, who's really good at her job. Right. And, and it feels very natural. Like when you when you think about in in uh, is it Skyfall or Spectre with Monica Bellucci? Uh, uh, I believe that's Spectre. Spectre, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Where yeah, he Spectre. where he just like essentially causes Monica Bellucci's husband to get killed. Yes. And then within like. Roughly twelve hours, it seems like is banging her. Yeah, like you know, like so. There's that James Bond trope, but then you f- then you go back and think about his relationship with Vesper in Casino Royale, and it's much more like natural and evolved. So it shows, like to your point, for sure. There's those James Bond tropes about how he's like, I can just bed any woman I feel like, but I also have emotions and feelings too, which is which is why I, I love Daniel Craig's James Bond, top to bottom. One of the things that I love about Daniel Craig's James Bond is it actually feels more like a a cohesive story. It's, yeah. It seems more well, like it the, the movies actually are all in one universe, whereas previous iterations of James Bond over the decades have really been standalone movies for the most yeah. part. They not, reference not total. Each yeah, they reference each other. Yeah, they reference each other. They reference each other. They reference things Characters that come back. Characters come back. There are certain actors that are different, right? right. 
But it really, in Daniel Craig's, the one thing that I will say about, in, 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 in a very positive light about his movies, is that it really feels like one cohesive story that they're, they're trying to tell, which and is it's really cool. Yeah, and it's definitely the character relationships. You know, we talked about Money Penny, but also even Q. Like, Q, he yeah. has the exact same relationship with Q. You know, you have that bit, you know, where he's like, return it in one piece, and like they have like that, like the nerdy, like back and forth. Right. But also, like, in No Time to Die, which you haven't seen, like he goes to Q's house and they work so together, about it. and then they work together. And, and how long? How many times are you gonna remind yeah, him? Every single time he talks about No Time to Die, every time you find out you haven't seen. But also, it, this is another part where they update the series without ruining it. Q is gay, and you learn that Q is gay. Yeah. Um, he shows Spoilers. up. Spoilers. Bond shows up to Q's house um, when he's preparing a dinner for like this guy he's been saying like they're taking yeah. it to the next level. <laughs> I like that. And like, but even though like this is a big moment for Q. What's great is that he lets Bond in and Money Penny, and they're solving this behind M's back, and it's it's really great. So, so what you have is he has actual relationships, which is something Brosnan, Lazenby, more. Yeah, Bond, never. They never, never had real relationships. Like nothing, nothing outside of the movie, the individual. Exactly. Movie. Like they, yeah. they were work acquaintances, not right. friends. Right. And then. Another aspect that gets into what you were just talking about, Anthony, is that like he's he's definitively an orphan, and and you learn about his backstory, especially in Skyfall, and and and, you, and his heartbreak from Vesper is something that carries through. Like the beginning of Quantum of Solace takes place seconds after Casino Royale, which is something you never saw. Which I like, love. Like yeah, all these really stories cool. are connected. It is one story. It's his entire life. Yeah, it's all connected and. I think we have to just start off right off the bat. We've, we've jumped around, but that's that's how we want to do this. Let's start off. Casino Royale, 2006. So Casino Royale Amazing. really sets a good tone for all of the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies because they all have a very similar start to all of their movies where they just throw you into the action. You're just immediately jump into it, and it starts right away with Casino Royale. It, they really set the tone for the way that all of his movies are going to be. By and also, yeah. and I, I was going to say the my favorite part about Casino Royale might be part of that opening scene because I mean, a it's just an incredible chase scene with all yeah, the parkour agreed. and everything. But in in relation to setting a different tone, it really does because if you think about every other Bond movie, the Brosnan movies, the Dalton movies, the Connery movies. He's never really like that great of a hand-to-hand combatant, right? And like right. The, the tone that is set from the get-go in Casino Royale is that James Bond will fuck your day up. Yeah, like yeah. he knows like, this is how a tougher, to throw hands, more like, rugged, yeah. rough and tumble James Bond. But he still than we've has seen all that gentlemanly, iterated. you know, yeah. like spy. Like that's why I love Daniel because it, it takes all of the elements of the previous Bonds, but also adds an element of like badassery to it. Well, it's I love. De- definitely Jason Bourne inspired. Yeah, and yeah, one hundred percent. And the opening sequence of the movie, before we even get to the parkour of the chase scene in Africa, is. James Bond begins this series. Daniel Craig is not a double O. Right. So getting into like the reboot um, theme that a lot of these movies had back in 2006, between The Dark Knight, Superman Returns, a lot of these reboots, um, he starts off. Superman Returns we, was a sequel, not a But reboot. it's also a reboot. No, not really. Very good. So, <laughs> so what happens is that he starts off and he is a double, he's not a double O. We see in black and white his first two kills, and they sure. establish double O, two kills, 
that's th that you have to have two kills to be a double O. So right off the bat, you start off at a different place than every other bond. Every other Which, bond is like they're already an established right person. Which, yeah. by the way, so that criteria has always made me think like right. So the the double O, you get your two kills, then you get like that status. So it just makes so, you get so your license so, to so, kill. So does that mean though then right that every other agent in MI6 is just a fucking like patsy waiting around to murder somebody to get like yes. the coveted like it, it, it just but it's not just murder somebody you have to have like an authorized kill no but you right. know I feel, I feel like killing random henchmen on a mission doesn't matter like no. he was told to kill the guy in the bathroom and yeah. the guy at the desk you gotta right. have like a but boss you, kill but you get my point though right it's like how many times do like the other MI6 agents have to like go into the field and get into these like scenarios even if they it's don't it's an unlockable achievement like, that's what I mean, I'm it's, saying that's right? what it is it's, like, it's, it's <laughs> the achievement you unlock it right like a like, bunch of agents 007 just, status dude like they're all just like sitting around like waiting for their their orders like oh man do I get to kill somebody today am I going to be a 00 sweet I can't wait like, <laughs> like how does that work in the 00 locker room well, like gets, come on yeah, uh, and then this gets into an interesting theme across the entire Bond series which is that so James Bond is everything that encapsulates the establishment, right? He is right. British, he's rich, he's well-schooled, he's white, he's straight, he's privileged, and everything he does props up the democratic, Cold War, like, capitalist system, right? Yep, right. However, throughout all of his movies, but especially in the Daniel Craig movies, he props up that order by breaking every rule of that order. Every and single one. And it's one. amazing. Yeah. So like, it's great. He is the ultimate establishment figure while at the same time breaking every rule of, of the establishment. establishment. Yeah, it's yeah, great. That's, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why that, that was one of my favorite like elements in Quantum of Solace when he like when he knew that he was kind of like on the run a little bit from MI6, like kind of operating separately. And he goes and he meets the, uh, um, I forget the, the character's name, um, but in Quantum of Solace, the girl like, ends up getting covered in oil. She becomes a Bond girl for like yes. two seconds, right? Yes, yes. And she she takes him to the that shitty hotel or whatever, and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, we're not staying here. And then he upgrades to like that super duper fancy hotel. Yeah, their uh, cover story changed from yeah. uh, teachers, teachers on vacation right. to teachers who won the lottery. Exactly, right. we won the lottery. That was and, such a great. And what's and another thing about this series that's great, getting into Quantum of Solace, is the continuation of. Um, characters throughout the series. So, yeah. for instance, yep. you have Felix Leiter, who is in Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, yep. and then, spoiler alert, dies in No Time to Die. Right. Oh, fuck you, Siri. Shut Siri up. Siri just came on my... Shut up, Siri. But but that's another Wait, thing... Wait, they, they kill Felix in yeah. No Time to Die? He dies early on. That's yeah, bullshit. You would know that if you saw the movie. But it's... I'm going to beat you with this <laughs> microphone. But he has a great... So, not only, not only does he die, but he has an extended sequence, and there's also so, so what happens is that no time to, to die begins, and uh, James Bond is almost killed when he goes to um, visit Vesper Lynn's grave. Right, and he thinks that he is being set up by Madeline Swan, so he leaves his his wife. Right, right, and uh, it, it, it's it's implied that there's some sort of couple months period of time. So like the end of in between uh, Spectre and No Time to Die, they go off into the sunset. And then, and then, like now, there's this passage of time. Yeah, and roughly uh, six years. And yeah, and, and basically, from prison, Blofeld breaks them up by by like you know like almost killing them. Right. But now there's a now there's like a five year passage of time, uh, in the movie, 
and they show that there's a new 007, which is great. Like, there was a lot of media coverage about, like, this new 007 being a black woman, but, like, it's very subtle in the movie. And what it serves in the movie is that, like, it's to show that, like, Britain has moved on, that MI6 has moved on. Like, he's replaced, and eventually he gets that woman's respect, which is important to show. But... What, what I want to talk about is wait, how... So, wait, so that's the angle they go with? Yeah. Which is, so that I find that very interesting because the whole angle of Spectre was that MI6 is... Like, you know, you, you, you've got the one guy, C, yeah. who keeps on talking about how MI6 and the double O program is outdated and a thing right. of the past. And then they spend the whole movie explaining why it's not outdated and yeah. a thing of the past. And now they just switch that and no time to die a little bit? No, no, no. Like, there's still a 007 program. Oh, okay. Like, right. he is replaced by a new 007. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, right. okay. It, 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 but it's a black woman, which oh. uh, people oh, made if a I lot see, of... If I had yeah. seen the movie, I would have right. fucking known right. that. But, <laughs> but Felix Leiter, Felix Leiter is in the movie again, and there's a great sequence where... Research what? <laughs> there's a great sequence where they are at a bar in Cuba, uh, or... Sorry, it's before he goes to Cuba. They're they're on a bar. They're at a bar in a Caribbean island where James Bond is. Caribbean. Yeah, and uh, what Caribbean. happens is that um, they are playing a drinking game together that they have clearly played. Tons Him of and times. Felix. Yeah, That's awesome. yes. which establishes yes. that like okay, yes, we saw them in Casino Royale. We saw they them have a friendship. Yes, and when I love that, and when um, and when James Bond is avenging Felix's death, he refers to Felix as his brother, which gets back into I like that a lot. Fucking. Brosnan didn't have a brother. Like Connery didn't have a brother. Like they. T-Dalt Li- didn't have a brother. Felix Leiter was in all those movies. Like you never, you never even see the yeah. CIA yeah, in the majority yeah. of those no, movies. No, no. Well, you have like, a little bit of Felix no. Leiter. You have a little bit. Of, Felix Leiter is a character that's in several of the movies. Yeah. Going back to even Goldfinger, but he's like, he's like an acquaintance. But there's of no, Bond. yeah, there's no relationship. Right. Yeah. Whereas yeah. In this movie, like, like you know, he or at is, least they don't call it out, and right, so definitive guy. of a, yeah. a way and. And so I think that's important. And that's also something that, like, you see transitioning from Casino Royale to Quantum of Solace is that, like, you have this close relationship. And, and not only does the movie take place directly after the other, you know, it, ha- it brings back different characters. It, it, it continues the story. Also, James Bond doesn't have sex with the woman, right? So there is a Bond girl he doesn't have sex with, which I think is unprecedented. Like so that, let's that that Bolivian that Bolivian spy who he spends half the movie with, they never fuck. Right. And can we talk about how that is actually kind of um, so? So are we <laughs> able to touch on that, or is this too too hot or risque of a topic? Mm, no. Uh, Wait, that's we were what? Well, Sex? Well, yeah, correct. Right. So there's a very big part of James Bond where he is a notoriously he's a notorious womanizer. Yes. He is misogynistic. He is a womanizer that has been the culture, if you will, of James Bond throughout the decades. Right. In Daniel Craig's uh, iteration of James Bond, it seems to be getting away from that sort of mentality. Yeah, like right, right? off the bat, like Casino Royale, is he seems to be in love though, with her. Is it something, though, do you think that that took away from the character of James Bond? No, he's no still because he's still, he still lays pipe yeah, like it's his fucking yeah. job. He's still bets like, plenty okay. of women. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's just interesting that every once in a while there are women that he doesn't. Right. Like, and, and, and getting back to No Time to Die... So um, Anna de Armas plays this U- uh, this U.S. spy in Cuba, right? And you know she is the quintessential Bond girl. She's a <sighs> she looks amazing. She is a Anna US de Armas. Spy. They have a great Say rapport. Less. The two of them. 
And yeah, Christian knows. <laughs> oh, 100%. She wears, man. like, an iconic Bond girl-type dress. For sure. And she is amazing in terms of her job. Like, she beats the crap out of some guys. She's shooting weapons. They, like, get their mission done. The two of them team up. Felix puts them together, and they team up. But at no point do you think they're going to have sex, and they don't. Yeah, and like they actually have like this like. But isn't that a little disappointing? Like, no. isn't that the whole point? No, of because James Bond. Because the dude is heartbroken, has a wife and a kid. Like, you're okay with it. Yeah, like I, I don't care because. See, so here's the thing: it's like even when you think back to like it's you know too realistic for me. No, I, even I, when I, you, I want when I go into a movie like especially a spy but what's movie, great I want is they fantasy. set it up like he totally. Yeah. If he was, if he wasn't who he was, like if this was two movies earlier. Maybe they would have spent the night together, right? But he ha- he is not that but, guy anymore. But even if he but even if he doesn't bang her, the next girl he sees, he has just as much of a chance to bang her too. Like it doesn't matter. Like also, we're gonna he's have, James yeah. fucking Bond. We're gonna have James Bond movies for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and, and just like, pick there's, one. There's a lot of talk about like like who James Bond should be, and like if you're gonna keep making James Bond movies, so one James Bond is gonna be married, one James Bond is gonna be black. Idris Elba would kill one of them is gonna be gay. What is it going to be gay? But it doesn't sure. matter. Is that like if you keep on making these Bond movies, the only way to keep them interesting is if yeah. they change up the character. What, because exactly. yeah. as we saw, Pierce Brosnan on paper was the perfect Bond. Yeah. But if you just keep on making the same movie over and over again, you get Die Another Day, which is not good for anyone. <laughs> you know, and I, actually, I like that he was married. You know, you, in this you, one. you you bring up an interesting uh, you know kind of concept there of of having a a gay James Bond, right? If so, um, you know, I take away from just, the charm. Like, no, so, not at all. So I that's just finished that's watching the, the show Shameless. Yeah, and Liam in that show is homosexual, but he's very tough. See, it's not even about being tough, right? And it's just I think like, that I think that a character like that and portrayed in that way, yeah. Could be a very cool James Bond. Like I don't think that whether he's straight or gay, I don't think that that makes a difference. But I do think that that sort of air of sexuality is very important to. Well, see, that's the thing. Like James Bond doesn't get laid because he's tough. He gets laid because he's charming. So whether you're straight, bi, gay, like whatever, if you're charming, whatever you're going for, you're gonna get it. Absolutely. You don't need to just like like you you don't just charm women. You can charm men too. Like it all works the same way. It's not his fucking machismo that gets him laid. It's his fucking charm. Absolutely. The aspects of Bond that Listen, you want. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not macho at all. What do you think is getting me late all these years? It's not my fucking muscles. It's my fucking charm. Okay. That's true. <laughs> and the it's aspects true. of Bond that you want to see is that he drinks, that he check, that he, that he cannot be, that he cannot be turned. Can we just get a quick like? We, he, we didn't get a. There we go. Cheers. Thank you cheers. for that. Yeah. Wait. I, I, I want to get in the mic. Ready? There we go. I hope that got recorded. But oh, it did. The, the aspects of Bond that that you love is that he's promiscuous, he drinks, yeah. he's unflappable in his love of country. Yeah, that can be any type of person. And I really think that even though it seems like this is very close to the traditional Bond, Daniel Craig kind of burst the door open. He has his emotions. He has a family, and he has he has an emotional backstory that none of the other Bonds have. But it's still Bond. Because he can still be a badass figure. Sure. And he can still be a product of his parents were killed. Very Batman-like, right? His parents died, I'm sorry, very early on. Sure. And his motivations can be different, but he can still be the same character at the end. I I completely agree with you. And certainly uh, at the end of No Time to Die, spoiler alert, 
We you didn't see the fucking movie. Well, at the, at the end asshole. of the movie, he dies. Right? Did we get a definitive end yes. to the character? Which no, we have the entire. So, so he's before. on an island that is an old um, Japanese Russian disputed island right. with a bunch of missile silos. And it's your classic James Bond trope where right. it's an island where they make a lot of poison and they have to destroy the island completely to make sure that like they don't kill all of mankind. Where they make a lot of poison. Yeah. Yeah. Right, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And what happens is that he calls it's it... like an, an outbreak, right? Where they need to yeah. nuke the town in he order to kill the He calls it an airstrike. Yeah. And he has to open up the bay doors of the missile silo so the airstrike destroys the whole island and he's the only one who can do it. Right. And... Um, and what's Open the Bombay doors, Hal. Well, exactly. What's beautiful about it is that he makes that decision to sacrifice himself, knowing that not only has he reconnected with his wife, and he's reconnected with his daughter, who he didn't know she was born when the movie began, like, like you know, because she was born after he and Madeline were broken up by Spectre. He makes his decision after having a family. And then you see a little bit of a coda at the end of the movie where, like, all where Q and M and Money Penny and the new 007 all toast to him, and it's very definitive that he is not only dead, but there's no way he can come back. And and it is definitely an interesting perspective to look at James Bond with a with through the lens of a family man, because yes. whenever you think of a 007 or a James Bond, you don't think of them as a family man. You think of them as you know just. You know, I'm the smooth, single guy, perpetually single. You think of them as the George Clooney, right? Yeah. Like, they're just they're just there, and they're not, you know, having that family element is something that's so far outside of your realm of, like, concept that this introducing it in this most recent film was actually very cool. And you can make the argument that it makes him a better Bond because the yep. way they set up the scenario, a James Bond who doesn't have a wife and kid might not have sacrificed himself in that way. I don't know if you could say better, but certainly maybe in terms of like a storytelling more complete. Well, yeah, uh, yes, but what I mean is having seen the movie, no I, better, I, I would say better. I, I I don't I don't know if the Brosnan Bond who doesn't have close relationships would have sacrificed would have himself. Sacrificed himself. Yeah. Would have sacrificed. No, no, yeah. I I de yeah. I definitely say it's better because He has because more of a stake in the world. So that's why he dies. Yeah. I definitely say it's better because, listen, say what you will about the some of the individual Bond movies in the Daniel Craig series, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute here because I think this is a good segue, but Spectre. The, the, the Bond, Craig, I'm sorry, the Craig Bond movies are probably my favorite because of their continuity, because all of them are For connected. Sure. Like 100%. when, like in Spectre, even though it was like, very ham fisted. It was a weak way, movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like like the way they like I, I love Which is so frustrating because it had they, some of the best actors. Yeah. It had like, really like I a loved, phenomenal amount of, of talent. I loved the way that they brought it all together with Spectre where it was like, you know, hey, like listen, we're the shadowy spy organization, the foil to your MI six doing all of this stuff in the background. I absolutely loved them. And they brought back Mr. White. Like it was such an amazing storyline. But then they ruined it completely with, oh, by the way, also, like, hey, Bond, you're kind of my stepbrother. Like, and, 
everything that I've done as this global terrorist organization is mainly just to fuck with you. Like, yeah. it was worst such, part of the whole like, series. Such yeah. a, like they, they they had it. They had it in their hands by making Spectre what it was, and then they fucking ruined it by making the connection between Daniel Craig's Bond and Christoph Waltz's whatever the fuck his character's name was. Yeah. Well, it he's was so irritating. He is he yeah. is Ernst Stavro Blofeld, who is. The classic right. Bond villain, going back, yep. you know, played by Telly Savalas. Right. He was in, he was in many of the Bond movies. He plays a classic Bond villain, the head of Spectre. And you're right, they kind of ruin it. But at the same time, they have that being the continuing um, storyline of Quantum. So Quantum of Solace, it's one of the first Bond movies not Ugh. named after a Ugh. book. Right. And Quantum is the organization that becomes or kind of the whole time it's a was part Spectre. of Spectre, yeah. And the reason why it's called Quantum, getting into a little bit of the fodder, is that the rights for Spectre and Blofeld were tied up in legal battles for years, which is why you'll have... Oh, at the time Quantum yeah, of Solace was made? Yeah, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Okay. Ever, it, so when we get to the Connery Moore Bond episode, in one year, two Bond movies were released by two different companies, and that's because there was a rights issue. Right. Never Say Never Again was this version of Bond that was allowed to exist because one of the Ian Fleming novels was co-written and the co-writer of that novel got to keep certain rights to make a movie and among those rights were Spectre which is why ever since No Time I'm sorry ever since Never Say Never Again was released uh, Spectre was out of the Bond movies so so, so Quantum was Spectre yeah and, uh, and and they eventually get you that. And then, so we talked about Casino Royale. We talked about Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace is a little bit of the weaker movie. It, it but, certainly but is it, a weaker movie, but it but continues it's the not... story. You have Felix in it. You have Mr. White. You have this new organization, Quantum, which, of course, they don't call it Quantum and Casino Royale, but at the in one of the early scenes of Casino Royale, when um, Mr. White is introducing Le Chief to uh, the African warlord, he says, my organization just provides the introduction. Right. His organization is Quantum, which is eventually Spectre, and so you 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 start off this whole sequence where you have an, you have this Quantum slash Spectre, have all these characters are involved. It's very closely connected. Skyfall is less connected at first, but I think the best James Bond movie besides Goldeneye. I will always feel Goldeneye is the best. Yeah. Skyfall, first off, the best theme. I mean, Quantum of Solace. But Skyfall. That's a bold statement in a row. That's a bold statement. Dropping bombs right now. No, no, no. Adele? No, no. So good. Listen, I was not going to bring this up until later in the episode, but I wanted to get everybody's take on the best theme of the Daniel Craig movies, at least. Yeah, Skyfall theme is great. Don't get me wrong. There is no way that it is better than Chris Cornell's theme in Casino Royale. See, I the think so. The weakest. I, I, the weakest. I, I would 100% Matt. disagree with that and agree with Matt here. But I, I think that Casino Royale is one of the best legitimate question, any though. Bond movie yeah. ever. Would you, would you say that if Chris Cornell wasn't gone? No, 100% I still would. You, I still you would. still yes. would. Because yes. some people would just give it to him because of the legacy yeah, factor. No, no. It's, I think it's a great mm. track, but personally... Yeah. 
No, I, has nothing I, to do I, with I'm not, I'm not, with us or not. I'm not yeah. those assholes at the Grammys that are going to give you know Tom Petty and David Bowie all those posthumous Grammys just because they fucking died. No, I'm not that guy. Thank that God. that was my favorite yeah. theme even before he passed away. No, I would say Skyfall is I Skyfall is one for the Daniel Craig. I would say Billie Eilish is No Time to Die is two. I, would, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen No Time wow. to Die. So Billie Eilish, really... no, that's a bold statement it, as well. I know, and I'm not Sorry. the biggest fan of hers, no. but she has the perfect voice for Bond. Also, because of the she haunting good nature voice. of No yeah. Time to Die. Auto-tuned. What? It's auto-tuned. Not this song. No, it's very good. But okay. But I, so, so, you look but, disgusted. <laughs> I think, I think, I think I'll, I, and I'll be honest, I'm a little partial to Chris Cornell in general, like just as an artist. But I think one of the reasons why his theme for Casino Royale is my favorite is partially because it's so different. Like yeah, it's very right. different than all of the other, like all, all of the themes throughout all the movies, as different as they all are. They all have a very similar theme. Well, that's the, that's the idea. Sure. The, the best Bond themes tie in a little bit of the Bond theme. The right. Dun, 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 right. Dun. And they, Chris Cornell right. is just completely off he the wall. It. Right. But, th- th- but that's why I think Which Skyfall is, is so good, because Skyfall makes a haunting version. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Bum. You know it's what's why They make it minor key and slower. Right. They, they sure. take the Bond theme, make it a minor key and slower, and it's... And it's, and it's more powerful because th- when this track plays, you think Bond had died or he was just shot. So, like, it, it, it's him basically going on a hiatus, and it sounds like it. Wait, so, so the Skyfall theme is your favorite? Skyfall theme is my favorite. I'm sorry. The Cornell it's theme ca- is like Casino my favorite. Casino Royale. At, at yeah, least, the Cornell. At least, at least out of the Daniel Craig. No, yeah, no, no, no just, the, the, just the Daniel Craig. Right. I mean, yeah, Golden Eye. This one's yours. yeah, yeah. See, it's so weird because I can break it down even further. I go in, like, no, I, I'm i like, okay, I like the lyrics of Chris Cornell's more, but for me, I think the production of Skyfall is one of the best in the, in the era. Yeah. Because to, to yeah. me, I can, listen, I can listen to the, to the Chris Cornell song as a whole piece, whereas Adele's, I can be like, all right, the lyrics aren't pitch perfect, but the music... Have you if you ever get a chance, just take five minutes and listen to the instrumental alone of Skyfall. And oh, no, it's that, incredible. Yeah, and that alone it was is, like it is yeah. very I mean, very good. And, and I like, would say Skyfall is my number two. Yeah, Casino Royale though had the responsibility <laughs> in order to set the tone yes. for the entire a different the, world. Yeah, yeah. Different, so, a very different James Bond. Here's a new James Bond that we haven't oh seen before. It's going to be very different, and they had the responsibility, and I think that they lived up to that responsibility. <laughs> Um, and I think they did it. Not only did they do it, but they did it very well. Oh yeah, but I think that this all comes to the conclusion that we all basically agree that writings on the wall is the worst one out of the whole era. <laughs> That's uh, probably an accurate statement. <laughs> That's one of the worst Bond themes, I think, in my opinion. I actually don't mind that that one. writing on the wall. What do you I, think is oh, the worst? Better than, then? It's better than uh, Casino Royale. No, get you get know out my of name. You get out of here with that. No, Wait, get out which of one here. was writing on the wall? The Spectre. 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 You think that's better than Casino Royale? I think all of the things are better than Casino Royale. I'm going to beat you yeah. with this microphone. Like, Jesus fucking I got Christ. a spare somewhere. You know? We all know. I'm the hero of the story because I'm wearing a tux and you're wearing a jacket. So this is the Bond movie it where is, the henchman It is a wins. very nice, shiny jacket. This is a jacket from Straight to Hell Apparel. Yeah. A... U.S. made brand. Oh. It's, it's great when ordering spaghetti or 
trying to get somebody to pay back their loan. Wow, is that is that a dig on Italian people? One hundred racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Racist. Yeah. We. Uh, you, you came dressed like Danny Zuko to fucking talking tacos last Listen, week. Listen, I come to I, I come to pretty much everywhere dressed as Danny Zuko <laughs> because I am a Ginzo and Ginzo proud. Speaking of which, can you drink your fucking drink, man? Like, yeah. come on, bro. I have had like. Four drinks in the span of like three hours with like two things of food in my stomach. This is a James well, that's Bond episode. Not, you yeah, have to like, drink. That's not oh, my I'm problem, sorry. man. I Speaking ate. of like, drinking, um, <laughs> what's great about Skyfall is that James Bond is so inadequate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> overall, in this movie, is that, that, is that a good thing? No, I think it's good because I think there. It's it's interesting. He gets better, but but there actually is consequences for his actions. Yes, I love yes. that. He's consequences injured. for his actions. He's injured. I like he's that. drinking all the time. Yeah. He's emotionally compromised. Like they actually like everything that you think would happen throughout the other movies actually happens yep. to him. But it's not. But it's not a again it's a not, different bond. But it's not an impediment. Like it's not like he he still saves the day. Yeah. But like the fact that he's drinking all the time and he took a couple years off and he was shot. In a way that people thought he was dead, like he's not a superhero. Like right. this isn't Fast and Furious. Like he's not a human with inhuman power. Uh, so, let's, so let's talk I about. Would, I would argue oh that. Oh my god! Don't don't get him into the explosion. Oh Jesus! Every Christ. time there's an explosion within five feet of James Bond, and he's just perfectly okay. Except for the last one. Here we in go. No time to die. In Casino Royale, he blows. Oh, shut up. up. He blows up propane tanks that are like 15 feet away from him and then just leaves like it's no big deal. Cool Diplomatic guys don't look at explosions. Right. Every right. movie, though. No, so let's, let's talk about getting into Skyfall a little bit. Okay. This, I think, is... And Skyfall is probably the most important movie in this series yes. because... Yeah, I would went, agree with that. Not just from a story perspective, but it really solidifies the fact for me, and this is what I'm going to talk about, the fact that the best Bond movies are the ones that have the best villains. Yes. Right? It's where the term yeah. Bond Javier villain comes Bardem. from, right? So it's like, yeah. so when you, you, you can great. easily track, right? Casino Royale, phenomenal movie, has a phenomenal villain. Absolutely Quantum of does. Solace, much, not, not, nowhere near as good as Casino Royale. You're right, but, because a lot of the things about Quantum of Solace are working. Right. Like, like the theme is good. Right. But the, what's the, the weakest part? The setting is different. What's the weakest the, part? You don't care about the, the villain. villain. You don't no, care about it at all. Which yeah. means you don't care about the Skyfall. story. And then Skyfall. See, Skyfall, I would even argue, has a story that is the least connected to the overall continuity of the series. Purpose. Yeah, but it, it's still they one retro- of the best because of the villain. The villain. Javier Bardem yeah. is incredible as a villain. And then Spectre. The one that's supposed to tie it all together, and it does from a story perspective, still falls yep. flat because they somehow managed to waste Christoph Waltz as a villain. He's yes. in the, he's in the movie for like thirty minutes, like, and it's just yeah. so th- they go like this: up, down, up, down, up, down. Like, yeah, yeah. And Javier Bardem is a great villain in Skyfall, and he's retroactively made a member of Quantum slash um, Spectre in Spectre. But when yep. but when Skyfall's released and as you're watching Skyfall, he's just like the villain from Goldeneye, right. Sean Beam's character. He's like right. a fallen MI6 agent. And what's interesting, if you want to get into the continuity of it all, um, M describes her relationship with Javier Bardem's character. And she describes him um, as her... He, he thought of himself, rather, as her favorite. Back from 86 to 97... Which was when they were doing the um, the Hong Kong handover, right? So that 
So that Wait, ties into t- the, the Hong Kong handover. That's just like, yeah, yeah that like sounds that, that sounds a- like an awesome <laughs> massage parlor. Yeah. For those that of you who don't know about move. world history, you immediately Jesus. go to the gutter. <laughs> but yeah, so that was when Hong Kong was handed from a British right, territory correct. over to correct. China, which of course was no. a major plot point. That's what happened to me on the Lower East yeah. Side last weekend. Like, come on, <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> and then, Hey-o. not that there's anything wrong with that. No, if that's your uh, but he would think choice. there would. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies deals with that um, storyline. So the fact that um, Tomorrow Never Dies exists with M, and she was. In Hong Kong in 8697, not as M, uh, definitively sure. establishes the fact that this James Bond is different than the Brosnan James Bond. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. so, of so, course. So, which is great. And then this this movie also introduces a new Q, played by Ben Wishaw. And he's very much like a regular Q in the sense that like there's less, uh, there's less of the crazy gadgets, which is going to be our second clip of the episode. Would you think the pen explodes? Yeah. Well, first off, we didn't. <laughs> well, even, so that's first off, that we skipped. We skipped the best part of Quantum of Solace, which I'm going to play right now, which is amazing. Like okay. this is the opening of Quantum of Solace, and it just shows how powerful Quantum Slash Spectre is. The first thing you should know about us is that we have people everywhere. Am I right? Which is such a great. I mean, we have people which, everywhere. Which yeah. is like so when Quantum. I mean, it of sets Solace, up the tone for yeah. the entire interconnected story. And when Quantum of Solace started, because that 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 clip we just played is in the first like ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. And when you when that that starts, you're just like, wow, this is gonna be yeah. a great movie. And, and Judy Dench is flat. Yeah. It falls very flat. And Judy Dench's yeah. M even says like later on, like when people say that, they just mean a figure too. They don't have people <laughs> in the room. <laughs> But one, <laughs> there are not people in the room. <laughs> that was such a good line. One thing we should talk about here, though, is the fact that in the Daniel Craig iteration of James Bond, the most amount of change happens. We get a new M. Yes. We get a new Q. We get a, a very different James Bond than we've ever seen before. Yes. And I think that regardless of the fact that, you know, of the five movies that he's done, probably three of them were meh, and two of them were great. Um... I think that it's it, Daniel Craig will will go down in the James Bond, you know, sort of legend as one of the ones that sort of changed or or created the the James Bond moving forward. And it's very distinctive. And I'm going to play the next and final clip, which is uh, when Q first meets uh, Daniel Craig's Bond. A gun and a radio. Not exactly Christmas, is it? Were you expecting an exploding pen? We don't really go in for that anymore. Like totally yeah. a dig at at Dude, uh, so Goldeneye, so right? Great. Like totally a dig at Goldeneye. But it's what the, all the past Bond movies. But it's, all it's, gadgets. Of, yeah. Yeah. But it's also the same but the dynamic. The gadgets are kind of cool. But it's also like, the same dynamic. You know, like even though he's a different Q, it's the same sarcasm. It's the same type of relationship. Yeah. And then it grows to be something more. Yeah. And and it's and here's something that I'll jump ahead a little bit. What I think is interesting about this version of Bond is that every time they changed the James Bond actor, they kept either an M or a Q right. or a Money Penny, right? To yeah. create Q a was continuity. The same. Q was the same for a while, forever. Q, so Q was the same all the way until the final 
uh, Brosnan movie. And he was replaced by R, right. who was in the penultimate Brosnan movie. Right. Right. And, and of course, M was the same in the Brosnan and Craig movies. Right. Money Penny was the, was the same all the way from Connery to Moore. Right. So the idea is that all of the ancillary characters in the Bond universe, Q, Money Penny, um, M, they help establish the continuity. However, I think now that James Bond has died... Definitively. We, well, we have or, new, or this iteration yes. of James Bond and, has but died But they say at the end of the movie, James Bond will return. Um, now that this version of Bond has returned, as good as this version of M and Moneypenny and Q are, you can't have them continue with the new Bond. I think it's right. unfortunate because these are great actors, great characters, and these are new versions. Well, it, it, well. In my opinion, it would seem weird to have them toast a dead Bond and then be in a movie two years from now with a new Bond. So you, you can if you buy into the fan theory that James Bond is not an individual, but a but designation yeah. for right. different people. But I so feel I'm, like glad, we're getting, I'm glad, really like, glad we're getting into this now because right. I, I 100% agree with that. I think that that James Bond is a, it's it's a title. It's not it's not a no. person. It's not I a single think person. No time to die. Uh, quashes that completely. If you had seen quashes. the movie, Anthony, you would have known. No, no, oh, because no, because no time to <laughs> because no time to die. There's a new 007, but her name is Nomi, and like she's not James Bond. There's a 007, but she they call her 007. Right, 007. They don't is call the her name. Jane Bond. No. She's Nomi, and she's 007. And uh, where I, can I get a 0069? Oh, am I right? Hey. His name was Austin Powers. <laughs> right, but so Matt Magnifico 0069. I see where you're going. I see where you're going with this, but like, I don't think it works because. They have different 007s. Yeah, no, I agree. So if if it was if it was if I was the creative person in charge of this, I would I would I would start creating a lasting continuity with the beginning of the Craig movies. I would let Brosnan, right. Dalton, Connery, all of that exist on its own and have Craig be the beginning of a new 007 continuity where you continue to have the Q, the M, all of those relationships, all those characters that have been built up to that point through these last five movies. I would continue all of that. And yes, you just have a new 007. It's not James Bond, but it's a new 007. You just have that all continue because there's a, for me, I think that there's a lot there's a lot of opportunity in that kind of storytelling. Like, yeah. it's, it's very easy to do the type of bond that we've seen for the last 50 years where every movie is kind of self-contained and there's yeah. very loose threads of continuity between them, but there's no real continuity, right? Up until uh, the Craig movies. Save right? Yeah, few. exactly. Save right. a few things, right? Loose threads, like I said. I, but I think there's real opportunity, especially in, in, the, in the era of the Marvel movies, right, and the continuity that they've established, look at the Arrowverse and the CW, I think there's a really good opportunity for these movies to continue what the Craig movies started with Casino Royale and just continue that through. Even if you have to have a new M, 
do it the same yeah. way they did in in Skyfall. That M died, so here's a new M, right? Like this yeah. Q will eventually die or retire yep. or like go into hiding, whatever it is. Like, there's a lot of opportunity to continue this continuity, this story, this storyline that they've established. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. What I'd love to see is. I feel like we're going to get another version of James Bond out of continuity in the next yeah. two to three years. That's just, you know, it's I, gonna I happen, think Idris yeah. Elba is unfortunately too old, but he would have been perfect. So but somebody like that. But I feel like eventually, maybe 10 to 15 years from now, much in the same way that like there's been several versions of Batman since the Tim Burton Batmans. And now we're getting um, Michael Keaton returning as that Batman. I would love if several years from now we have a movie that picks up the Daniel Craig universe having his daughter be a part of MI6. Now we're I, talking. I, I don't know about his daughter, but I, I definitely... No, I would love it. I would love it. Definitely she would barely like to knew see, her father. I would well, love it. Me, she me, barely knew her father. I, I would definitely like to see a female James Bond, but I would like to see it in oh, the same so light of a male James Bond. I want her to be a femme fatale. I want her to use her sexuality in order to advance her position yes, the way that I James Bond does. I like, love that. I want to see like a femme fatale, like confident, sexy woman who is able to, and she sleeps with a lot of guys, like cool, right? Like, and I, will, I will be a Bond to, man. I'll I've be got a Bond a, man. So I've got a, like, yeah, dude. I've got a pitch for y'all. Go. Oh, go for it, Christian. Go I ahead. don't think... I would want a new solid continuity of Bond for probably another 10 years. But right. in that time frame, I think what would be cool is because you even said this in the beginning is that Bond has to change with the times and do things differently for sure. to stay relevant, stay interesting, stay fresh. I think in between the time that we get this new, this new Bond series and all that stuff... I would like to see individualized stories where it opens the door where theoretically maybe an old man Bond, Piers Brosnan, could come back. You could, oh. see, the, you could see the idea of Idris Elba working out because then that wow. also works as another old man Bond idea. Whereas you can now have moments of individualized stories in the universe of Bond, whereas they're not focused on Bond. Like you can wow. get a Q movie now. And because now we care about those characters again, so I think, I think we should hold off on a new Bond for a minute because we Doctor, got yeah. that. Doctor, so, any, yeah, Doctor any Strange. Discussion, any discussion of the future. Doctor of Strange Bond. opens yeah. up the multiverse. Yes, fucking So this is something that we talked about. Uh, so Sean Connery it, comes back from the dead. Let's it, go. In our podcast family, <laughs> this is something that we discussed on Ready Set Review when we were discussing uh, the Eternals movie. We discussed the the potential for multiverse stories and the importance of bringing back established not only characters but actors as those characters that have been done. We're seeing it now in The Flash. We're seeing it in Spider-Man. This is something that's very exciting to a lot of people. I think, Christian, that is a great point. We could see that in James Bond, and how cool would that be if we got a chance to see Timothy Dalton, if we got a chance to see Pierce Brosnan coming back to yes. just have a cameo appearance and just like maybe just like a, a little like a little scene, even if it's like a, a like a, a few short throwaway scenes where it's like them playing poker or sharing martinis and just talking about like whatever. 
You know, like, I think that would be a very, very, very cool way to, to set up the next, like, iteration of James Bond. To add to, your, to add to that idea where it's like, you could have it be a thing where we can now introduce the idea and concept of James Bond, the name being. I don't like that. I really I feel love like, that. I really I feel love like it's that. But no, James Bond. hear me out. I think that that's, I think now that could work because I think it then, it then ties everything no, together a, just the way family. it's happening it in Spider-Man and, and I feel flash. Like, I like the 007 as a legacy. I don't like the James Bond as a legacy, but I think any conversation about the future of James Bond has to have two parts. One is MGM was bought. By Amazon. Correct. That's weird. And even though the rights to Bond are very definitively owned and controlled by the Wilson and Broccoli families, um, <laughs> from the there there will be bang bang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is not canon. I looked into it. Um, it's <laughs> it's the only other Eon production, really. Um, so even though. There, there's going to be more versions of that. I feel like Eon Production is going to like, kind of keep Bond as a cinematic thing. There might be more spinoffs, but I do, I do think there will be some sort of um, pressure on Eon to like make Bond a cinematic universe. But even beyond that, going forward with Bond, it has to be a different Bond. Yes, it has to. So and, that and, and here's up, the thing too. That brings up every a great two topic years, though. there's been a Bond for, for for most of the history of this series. There's been a Bond movie every two years. It's, it just keeps on happening. So this this brings up a really great topic. So we know that Daniel Craig's iteration of James Bond is definitively over. Yes. Who would you like to see take over as the next James Bond? So Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill oh, would be great. Wow. Henry Cavill would be great. Can I say that? Wow. I think you haven't seen it, but No Time to Die I thought was so good. And it was such a great, like, capper on did that you know series. That you hadn't seen the movie yet? I, did, did you know that you haven't seen, seen the movie yet? yet? Yeah. <laughs> Not only did I wear a tux, I actually did the research. By the way, guys, we haven't really mentioned it, but a lot of what we're talking about over these three episodes. We have a available. That's in the James Bond lexicon. Here we go. This is going to be talked about more in the fodder, but. Uh, the Lost Adventures of James Bond. Highly recommend you should check it out. I think I think it's very important to note that it is T. Dalt on the front of the Lost Adventures. I want to punch you in the face every time you say T. Dalt. <laughs> T. Dalt. Oh, Timothy Dalton is is probably my but favorite. But I would love to see Dalton. I would love to see Dalton or Brosnan return, though. I would yeah, say course. so. Here's here's what's interesting. So who about, would you like to see? So he I said want, Henry Cavill. I want like to see. see I want if, s- if, Edri- if Idris Elba was younger, I would have said Idris. I would love great. to see one of the other Bonds, be it Dalton or Brosnan, get a final movie. What was so great about No Time to Die that none of the other Bonds have is so. So we'll get into into it in another episode. T. Dalt, as the kids say, yeah, Ugh. correct. Um, T. Dalt. T. Dalt. He couldn't be Bond anymore get because there was a massive get into lawsuit my car. between Eon Productions and uh, MGM. Really? About them, yeah. like that's why I didn't know that. Yeah, and and like that lawsuit also um, timed out at the same time as the Cold War ending. So like there was this, it was the largest period of time between Bond movies, five years between um, Tim Dalton's last movie and Pierce Brosnan's first movie. It was because they had a massive lawsuit and the Cold War kind of ruined the whole storyline. But Dalton was supposed to have several movies and he didn't get them. And then of course, what did Brosnan, he have two? He had two, but they wrote scripts for three and four. They were ready to go because. Right. Because at that point, 
James Bond was a machine. It was like it was like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like they had sure. all the other movies guaranteed set up. to be a success. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's gonna come out every and see two a James years. Bond there was a new movie. Bond movie yeah. since the Kennedy administration. There had been yeah. a, there, <laughs> there had been a new Bond so, movie. So don't beat around so, the bush. Who do you think would I be want the Brosnan. next? You I want, want Brosnan. I want I'd Brosnan. I'd be okay you with want, Dalton. You want I would one like, of them to come back to have. I feel like a palate cleanser. I feel like it's tough to have a new a new Bond come in. Because it would have to be a whole new group of people. Okay. Because M, Q, they all have to be different. And then I feel like him to try to compete with the continuity or, or whatever it would be. I feel like a nice palate cleanser like Brosnan comes back and he gets to have that final movie. No Time to Die was not only a bad movie, it could never have been good. Yeah. It was an uninspired yeah. copycat of GoldenEye. Yeah. You, you, don't, yeah. you don't mean No Time to Die. You mean Die I'm Another sorry, Day. I'm sorry, Die Another Day. Yes. Was was an uninspired copycat of Gold. Yes. Die, Die Another Day it was, was terrible. Borderline unwatchable. It had, a, it had one of the worst Bond themes, if not the worst Bond theme song. I'm very excited so, to have our Pierce Brosnan yeah. episode. Because but I will say, a lot we'll talk about this in, in, in that, in that movie, episode. In that series. The oh, last yeah. appearance of, James, of uh, Pierce Brosnan as James Bond was actually a video game. Yes. And we'll get into it. So, so that we was, go into but, the but, fodder. but he had better. But what I, what's interesting is that like that was so much better than Die Another Day. It's all I'm saying yeah. is that he had a terrible, he had a terrible final Bond movie, especially the way he looks now with this like mustache, Doctor Fate sure. thing going on, and that silver fox hair yeah, he's got going. Fox Very fox I would love to Very see older Pierce Brosnan, especially since you know, as they say in the Craig series, Double O's have a short life expectancy. Like, yeah. I would love to see him and 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 where he is. Personally, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I want to one up you a little bit. Yeah. Personally, mm. I would love to see Tom Holland. Tom Holland as the next James Bond. As James Bond Jr. No, not James Bond Jr. He's James a child. Bond. He's, He's not a, a child. child. He's in his 20s. Just the same as like Sean Connery. Playing, I think Terry, he just I looks think Terry, young. I think, feel, look, I think he would be great. I think he would be very different. I think he is a legitimate action star. I think he is able to carry a large franchise. I think we have seen. Well, we haven't the seen Uncharted yet. He is a great. Yeah. He is a great actor. Period. I think he's very talented. I think he would be. He's he's very good looking. He's suave. He can be debonair. I think that I mean he he got Zendaya. So. Yeah, no, yeah. he's. Tom, I think Tom, Tom Holland would no, be Holland a is, phenomenal James Bond. He's far too immature to be a James Bond. No I'm way. I'm gonna take Ed's. I'm gonna take Ed's theory, and I'm gonna. I am going to. Uh, I'm gonna one up Ed's theory a little bit here. So I'm gonna let you continue. Yes, but. Beyonce had the best. No, no. Um, <laughs> no um, I'm um, going to order. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm going to order our uh, fodder martinis. Good, because I feel like this is after your. Yeah, segment, we're, we're, we're going to go. We're, right we're running to the end. Yeah, we're running to the end of the episode. But I want to. I want to one up Ed's theory here. So, as I had mentioned, I said that Henry Cavill, I think, would be a great uh, next addition to, or not that addition, but the next great Bond. Agreed. But yes. to Ed's point about. Wanting to have people like Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan or uh, Timothy Dalton come back as Bond, I want to see it tie all together and really lean into that theme of James Bond just being a designation for people, right? So you give give me somebody like Henry Cavill as the next James Bond. Take the the Ray Fiends M that we currently have, kill him, and the next M that comes in is Pierce Brosnan, who is coming back as from his stint 
as James Bond. He's like, oh yeah, I was the James Bond, quote unquote. Yeah. The 007. Sure. See, I just retired. Now can, I'm back, and now I'm I'm M. I can understand sure. why Ed thinks it's a messy concept, but I think that with the right writer, it can be pulled. You can off. make it work, right? But, you can make my, it work. But my thing is, is I don't think that that should be its own whole series this is why when i pitched you guys my idea of like basically james bond anthology films until we get a new permanent bond it's a great idea like a palate cleanser like i said like exactly it's not necessarily the palate cleanser it's like i don't think james bond should step in the past to move forward no i think that if we were to get the final brosnan bond movie that should be its own thing handled by its own team Whereas Timothy Dalton, if he wanted to do it, he could have his own team. Maybe if you wanted to cover the idea of doing the uh, the designation of the name, that could be an also interesting topic to approach in its own film as well. Totally. Where it's yeah. like, for me personally, I think a Q movie could really work. Where it's like, ah, okay, because then it's like all the gadgetry and stuff like but that, which we, goes yeah, into because, that. Yeah, because with a Q movie, you could see him interacting with all the other double O's, which is great. You could see different storylines. And then what I think is important to note about the history of James Bond is that James Bond is intrinsically uh, tied into the British Empire. Yeah, 100%. And we are entering an era where between Brexit and Scotland voting for independence, the chance that Ireland could be united in the next 10 years, it wouldn't be crazy for there to be a geopolitical change like... Charles becoming king, Queen Elizabeth is is very sick. Like it's on His Majesty's Secret Service. Like there are over the next decade, there is a very good chance that the monarchy will be different if not gone. Ireland could be united. The United Kingdom could be broken up. And any of these things would be amazing to tackle in a James Bond movie. One hundred percent. Like 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 because yeah, that the concept that, that, that's of, a, such a of a geopolitical sequence. like 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 what does Bond do like in that like because obviously even even in a world where there's no Scotland um as a part of the UK, you know, Great Britain or Lesser Britain, whatever you call it, is still a powerful <laughs> entity. Yeah. And the, like even but also medium like, Britain. Yeah, I mean medium, you know. <laughs> right. Like all of those things, like like it w- they would still be a geopolitical power. Like it would still be interesting to see, but also like there is something to be said about. It's almost like he's a bit of an underdog, as a, as opposed to now he has all the power. So I I I think that like geopolitics could also really um, could really change how you view Bond. Yeah, now, definitely. Yeah, we for have sure. we have ordered um, traditional three br martinis, which have pickles, which means that. As they're about to arrive, we should get into the fodder of the Daniel Craig universe. So the reason we did Daniel Craig first is because it is a definitive storyline from top to bottom. Like, we follow the same guy, Felix Leiter, his love interests, M. Everything is connected and so great. And then we'll get into some of the fodder now. So, for instance, Everything or Nothing was the final appearance, as I mentioned earlier, of Pierce Brosnan. And ever since the GoldenEye sure. video game, James Bond video games have become a very important selling point for the series. If you haven't played it, there was a... GoldenEye, video- though, was revolutionary. GoldenEye was revolutionary. Because it was one of the first couch co-op 
Yes. First-person shooters. Everyone played it. It yes. was an immense amount of fun. You had all these different gadgets. And it was like, it, it is it is literally, if you're a gamer, you played GoldenEye. Like yes. That's, if you have friends, like, you played GoldenEye. And what's great is, so, after the late 90s, video game development took so long because it's so complex. Yep. That you could no longer have your traditional video game um, tied into a movie release. But that didn't mean you wouldn't have James Bond video games. So, in 2010, Bloodstone was released. And this is 007 game. Daniel Craig, Judy Dench, they reprise their roles in this, in, the, in this video game. They do the motion capture thing. And Joss Stone plays a Bond girl who also performs this song, I'll Take It All. And sure. like it's an opening sequence. It has like it's it's that traditional Bond sequence where you have like the women, wait, 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 but they're made wait, out wait, of wait, 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 diamonds. Wait, wait. The song is called "I'll Take It All." Yeah, correct from James <laughs> Bond. It's great, but misogynist. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I bet you would. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so that's kind of like an alternate like storyline. Yeah. But but getting into Goldeneye in 2011. Goldeneye Reloaded was released. And that is a remake of the Pierce Brosnan film set in the Daniel Craig timeline. So they fast forward a little bit. It's Daniel Craig as the Bond. Tina Turner's song is replaced by Nicole Scherringer's Puss- from the Pussycat Dolls version of that song. What? They completely... Where, what is what? this? Is this animated? That is not an Apple's transition. That is not an Apple's Apple transition. It's a video transition. Yeah. Motherfuck. I know. It's it's a downgrade there. But everything yeah. else about it is they so they set Goldeneye in the early two thousands and and one of Daniel Craig's first mission is against, you know, like a guy who defects to Russia, not the Soviet Union. And they completely remake Goldeneye, but with Daniel Craig. It's his motion capture, sure. him as Judy Yeah. It's very interesting. And then of course we'll get we get into uh the twenty twelve London Olympics opening ceremony. And if you guys haven't seen that, we watched this at the bar earlier. Which was very, very cool. Uh, so it was it's very so, cool. It, it, it is a pre-taped video intro to the London Olympics right before they have the opening ceremony where it's all so the good. teams come in. It's so James good. Bond is definitively played by Daniel Craig, and he's referred to as James Bond. And he yes. shows up. He's and not whole, Daniel Craig. No, he is the, the character. Whole thing is he's not the actor. at Windsor Palace. Which and is he, great. He I comes mean, in, and it's it's great because they kind of play with your expectations. He comes in to the Queen's room, and he's announced by a steward as James Bond is here, ma'am. And he has to wait. And you're seeing the Queen from behind, and you're thinking it might be an actress. And then she turns around. It's definitively Queen Elizabeth. And he escorts her and her dogs to the Olympic ceremony. Right. It's so amazing. Yeah. So I mean, there's that's definitely canon, some, by the way. some real juicy fodder that is available, you know, for Daniel Craig. Very cool. I, I you know, I, I I think though, is Daniel Craig the best James Bond? Yes. For resetting yes. the universe. Yes. Is he yes. definitively? Yes. I think the he's been the best one. series of movies. Yes. And shut the fuck up. He's and, the best Bond. Period. And while we're in no the question asked. While we're in the fodder, I do want to no get question into. Asked. I do want to get into. I mean, it's a bold statement, yeah. but yeah. I do want to get into our, our final segment All about right, stand by because we have incoming. Here we go. 
So we now have our fodder drinks, which are again courtesy of Three BR Distillery here so they were in nice Keyport, enough New Jersey, for this episode to make us. <laughs> I already had one of these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've I've so had two of shit. these. So they were nice enough to make us uh, the traditional James Bond olive martinis just for the episode. But I'm not gonna lie, I might prefer the pickle martini. I prefer the pickle martini because they are good, delicious. They are amazing. I also on the do. Menu here. Yeah. So now that we're in the fodder, we have the uh, non-James Bond sanctioned pickle martinis. Here we go. Stirred, not shaken. Yep. So. Cheers, gentlemen. So. Oh. Now that we're these here, are better. so good, so good. I want to talk about the connections between No Time to Die, and what up until. The Daniel Craig movies was my favorite James Bond movie. So okay, George Lazenby. Well, we can't talk about the other ones because yeah, we can't talk about the other ones. That's yeah, for a different episode. Here. Yeah, we're episode. only talking about. The I have Daniel to talk Craig. about Honor Madness Secret Service because No, no you Time cannot. to Die. Borrow. Don't have to. No, you cannot talk about it because we are only talking about the Daniel Good Craig. Job. Thank you. James Bond movies. So, we will save that for another time. <laughs> so for those of you who have watched No Time to Die. You'll notice that the music this is theme... literally, by your own admission, the worst James Bond movie ever. I don't think that's what he said, actually. That is pretty no. much what he said. No, you're <laughs> talking about Die Another Day. Oh. Yes. <laughs> he did. You did say No Time to Die, but you meant Die, die another, another Day. Night. I knew what you meant. As the Correct. only member of this podcast in a tuxedo with the um, seven Your tuxedo is questionable, and I'm in a suit, so suck it. Yeah, but anyway, this so is for them, great. I'm just so glad I'm not involved in this. That's why. That's why I, I know. <laughs> I know. Me and Matt are just <laughs> like we're comfortable. It's great. Yeah, yeah right. Comfortable. I feel great. Listen, I feel silk. more comfortable in um, the suit than I do so, anything else. So the main theme song of No Time to Die is "We Have All the Time in the World." It was the Louis Armstrong song that made its debut in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and they go out of their way in No Time to Die and Spectre. To establish Madeline Swan as a new version of Tracy Bond. If you've seen the only George Lazenby um, Bond movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service, yep. it involves a Bond falling in love with a woman who eventually becomes Tracy Bond when they're married. And her father, much like Madeline Swan's father, is a villain. He is the head of the largest um, crime syndicate in Europe. And so, so just like Mr. White is Madeline Swan's um, father, Tracy Bond's father is um, Graco, who is the head of the largest of crime syndicate in Europe. So, like, she, so both of Bond's wives are daughters of villains. And at the end of the movie of No Time to Die is almost a shot-for-shot shot, uh, remake of the end of the movie of on a Magic Secret Service. Okay. And they're playing We Have All the Time in the World, which also okay. plays at the beginning of No Time to Die. And when you're watching No Time to Die, having seen Our Majesty's Secret Service, On Our Majesty's Secret Service ends with James Bond getting married and his wife getting killed by Blofeld. Wow. That is a final shot. Wow. And you watch No Time to Die, and they're in a, a, a similar windy road in, in the Mediterranean. But the wife comes back. Right, and they're driving. So definitively, we are now. Oh, it's not canon. It's not canon. We but are now it's... understanding that 
It is but, a rank, but you're, not no, a no, person. No, 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 no. What's, what's happening is that like you're you're being you're, you're just being talking about it's like, it's like a tribute. It's Correct. a tribute. Also, it's I think it's setting it up. Tribute. Wait, the last time you heard this song, James Bond's wife was killed. So you're seeing a shot for shot kind of similar sequence. She lives. I'm not gonna lie. It bothers me. The concept of James Bond having a wife bothers me. It bothers me because it just seems so out of character for the character. Are you, are you bringing your own personal stuff into this? Uh, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, maybe, I think it. But uh, kind of. But I, I mean, I, don't we all, in any of our opinions, 100%, you bring your yes. own uh, your own stuff into it? But like, I, I just don't think like James Bond is the kind of person that needs to be. No, see, but I he leaves it, his wife though. Yeah, he's or, a terrible husband and a better father. Yeah, because well, or, he or doesn't. You just don't need to no, know no, no, that he has a no, wife. No, no, but it's also. But it, it just in no time to die, they're together for several months. Yeah, and his his daughter is conceived, and then shit goes down, and it's, and and getting to your point, he's James not Bond, a good husband. James Bond's love not, is temporary, but he's not a good That's husband it. because shit goes down, and he immediately distrusts his wife, and he leaves her at the train station. He puts her on a fucking train, and he doesn't see her for five years. Yeah, and, so, and all the gin joints so, and all so, the world. So in so in your defense. He's a fucking terrible husband because... Which is why he shouldn't be a husband. No, but shit goes down. And instead of being like, hey, that was crazy. I was almost killed by Spectre. He's like, you tried to kill me with Spectre. And he (laughs) fucking shuts her out of his life. So you're right. If she tried to kill him, why wouldn't he kill her? Because everyone else tries to kill him. That gets into it. But that gets into who he is as a person. Like, he... Because he still never got over Vesper. Yeah. Just be just because just because not you're you're married doesn't mean you need to have like a white picket fence in suburbia with six kids. Oh, you're speaking from personal experience? No, I'm just saying being married is just a fucking piece of paper. You can still be married and be a global super spy. Like doesn't doesn't preclude you from having your day to day activities of murdering fucking terrorists. Like you can so 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 the whole the whole point of as long as she's cool with you like flying around and never being home and Exactly. How did that work out for Ric Flair? I don't think it did. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, he, he was gone for three hundred. How did it work You're out for an idiot. anyone else? You're an idiot. How does it work out for most sports stars? But who are the gone whole thing is the whole thing is that, like, at the end of Spectre, James Bond has retired, and he's spending all of his time with his wife, and then their relationship is manipulated and destroyed by Spectre. In now, fact, if James Bond funny, is that's retired, Spectre's, that's, that's fine. Spectre, yeah, you have but a the, wife, yeah, but that's, that's the whole cool. thing. But that's what's so funny is that. That is Spectre's not greatest success throughout the whole series. They fail. They like, fail annoying. at like trying to take over Bolivia. They fail at trying to destroy MI6. They they fail at trying to take over the Five Eyes. Like they literally fail at every no. task. The only task that they succeed at is breaking up Bond's marriage. <laughs> Good, it's perfect, brother, perfect. or whatever. Perfect. Oh, God. on that right. note, let's wrap. Yeah, up. on on that. So, note. so so guys, so this is the first, as we said, of three Bond series. We're a little long winded yeah. on this one. But, thank you very much for um, staying with so us. So thank you so and, much and for, to the for watching and listening. Um, overall, I have to say, I think the Daniel Craig series, and I'll let these two dispute. I think the Daniel Craig series is a definitive and very amazing version of Bond. I will say once we get into the other two episodes, GoldenEye is my favorite of all the movies. And I feel like it's, it, it is the quintessential Bond. But in terms of any type of continuity, I love the Daniel Craig movies. And, and to that point, uh, it was just announced today that, that um, No Time to Die has surpassed F9 as the 
highest grossing movie in the world this year and the highest Fair. grossing box office That's take. until yeah. Spider-Man comes out in three weeks. Yeah. Spider-Man is I, going to destroy I, everything. I, I, I know you say that, but like... Bro, in 2001, when the first Spider-Man movie, movie came more out, in it the, was the, the biggest UK opening in Germany in the, than here. In the history of we're, 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 get, we're, get, we're anyway, getting off topic. I will have to say, I, thank you for watching. Come to 3BR. Um, yes. And if and if you want to watch some of these Distillery, movies, it's available at our NJ Free Blockbuster. NJB Free Blockbuster, also in 3BR Distillery here in Keyport, New so, Jersey. So, so here we go. Matt, sign off, my friend. Oh, no, I was just going to say to your point, Daniel Craig... The series of movies, definitive bond for me, no questions asked, despite the fact that Quantum of Solace and Spectre were weaker than the other two movies. The movie series as a whole, definitive bond, no questions asked. There's simply no argument there. The continuity is what makes it. Daniel Craig is fucking phenomenal. I love this series of movies. I can't wait to talk about the next two uh, series or like gaps that we're going to break them into for Pierce Brosnan, Dalton, Lazenby, yeah. all the other bonds. Yeah, so my favorite uh, James Bond movie is License to Kill, which arguably a lot of people don't like. I really liked License to Kill. It also shows uh, James Bond getting married, um, which is very, very interesting. I, you know, I was I had my my thoughts on that. Uh, you know, whatever. But um, d- definitely, Daniel Craig's series of movies are definitive. They they are very they 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 really set the tone for who James Bond is, what it is. Um, in the new millennium, really since the year 2000, he has really been the 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 cornerstone and and of the secret spy universe. Um, but it, it, it is it is up the tempo, it is up the action, it is up the the intensity, and I Mirals. really really like that um, in terms of uh, in terms of Dan, Daniel Craig um, and his behind. iteration of James Bond. I absolutely love it, um, but. Is it my favorite? No, personally, it's not my favorite. Um, I did love Casino Royale. I love a lot of the things that he done, but I am the person currently talking has not where... seen No Time to, the, to oh, Die, God. and therefore their opinion is less valued than stop? those who have. Would you stop? sign off? Is going so much longer too than the rest of us? If, well, if you wouldn't interrupt and shut the fuck up, then maybe <laughs> maybe I'd be able to finish this. So anyway, this is so real long winded for a guy wearing for... a regular tie to a oh, Bond episode. Oh my God! Here we go. And that's the podcast. Good night, folks. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, comments. Uh, uh, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing what we have in the future. And I'm Matt. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I'm Ed. Also, and the ugliest person on the podcast. This is Cannon Potter. You realize your head was cut off for the last part of that, right? <laughs> that's not a surprise. His head is always cut off. <laughs> <laughs>